This is CliffCentral.com. Please note that the views expressed and the advice provided in this show are for general advice and entertainment purposes only. Nothing stated should be treated as a substitute for your own independent legal advice based on your own specific facts and objectives. Therefore, the presenter and CliffCentral.com accept no liability of any nature whatsoever, either expressed or implied. Law, like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg on CliffCentral.com. Presenting the Attorney's Fidelity Fund and the Attorney's Insurance Indemnity Fund on CliffCentral.com. Your champions in the legal profession. I'm Gary Hertzberg, and this is the Laws of Life on CliffCentral.com. Today is a further feature in our series on the Attorney's Insurance Indemnity Fund, which we refer to as the AIIF. And with us in studio once again is Thomas Harbin. He's an admitted attorney and the general manager of the AIIF. Welcome to you, Thomas. Thank you very much, Gary. It's great to be back. Yeah, quickly, our Facebook page is The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg. Have a look at it. Give us a like if you can. And our Twitter handle is at HertzLaw. Uh, once again, we present the show in collaboration with our partner, Legal Talk South Africa, who now have the staggering, staggering amount of 142,000 members on their Facebook page. Must be one of the biggest today. Thomas, you've had a very busy year. Um, Quickly, just uh, before I ask you where you've been and what you did and where you were last week, I know I was trying to get hold of you. Uh, the uh, the Attorney's Insurance Indemnity Fund is what we call a short-term insurance company, really, uh, which is there in case someone suffers a loss as a result of the negligence of their own attorney, and then they can get paid from the fund under certain circumstances. That is correct, Eric. Okay, uh, where were you last week? <laughs> uh, last week was a rather interesting week. It culminated in a, a trip down to KZN, where we are dealing with with a matter which is rather unfortunate, arising out of a Ponzi scheme run by a practitioner who subsequently committed suicide. This happened about seven years ago, and in this year, we've we've seen. More than one suicide by a practitioner and, and post the, the practitioner's death, uh, unfortunately, certain activities come to, to, to the fore, which really lead to, to claims, potential claims against the AIIF as well as the Fertility Fund. That very attorney, I mean, this has been all over the press, it's all over. The attorney committed suicide. Uh, they were, it's it's a, a rather large firm. We don't want to mention the name and embarrass them, but there are many partners. The question to you is, when one attorney in a big firm or any firm for that matter uh, commits a crime, is the partnership liable for for the for the for the losses, or is it only that attorney himself? In a, a partnership, all the partners are, are liable for the contractual uh, debts of, of the of the firm. Yes. So. If you and and I are, are, are in, in partnership, but, uh, and Lionel was 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 a partner with us, and 
I, for, the, for example, would, would to, to misappropriate clients' monies or to, to, to breach mandates in any way yourself and, and Lionel, then would still be, would be jointly and severally liable with me. There would, one huge change coming in, in that respect with the Legal Practice Act because the Legal Practice Act specifically lists liability for theft as, as well for, which is a specification which was not in the Attorneys Act. Okay. The amount of cover, I mean, sorry, in this particular case in KZN, the amount of the losses, we're talking tens of millions. But, yes. but the amount that you, that the fund covers is limited to a certain amount only. Yes. Uh, very basically, what is the limit? How does the limit work that you cover? Our limit is, is based on the number of, of partners or directors in the firm on the day that the cause of action arose. It starts with 1,562,500, mm. 156,500 for, for single practitioners. It's a sliding scale. For larger firms of 14 partners or more, it's 3,125,000 rents. If an attorney then prescribes his client's claim because he didn't lodge it in time, the client would have had a claim, say, of 30 million because he lost both his legs and one arm, for instance. The amount that you would cover would only be about a million or a million and a half, whatever it may be. The rest is covered by what? Or isn't it? For, for the balance of, of the claim, if the attorney has what we call top-up cover, that's cover that attorneys purchase in addition to, 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 it's a layer that sits above this free cover with the AIF. Mm. The top up cover would, would, would step in. Unfortunately, in the, the event that the attorney either does not have, have top up cover or has insufficient top up cover, he will be on it on his own for, for, for the balance of, of the claim. There must be some young new practitioners just starting out that can't afford the top up cover. They are therefore liable for the amount over and above which you cover. In their personal right, they could lose their house, really, if they were negligent. It's yes. just, it's that. It's yes. The, yeah, the, the, harsh as that. Yes, that, that is, is correct. And in the South African context, really, top-up cover is cheaper than you'd get in other jurisdictions because the bulk of claims are dealt with by the, by the AWIF. In fact, it's about 98% of, of claims are dealt with by the AWIF, and that makes top-up relatively cheaper in South Africa. The value of claims I read notified to the AIIF was in March this year, 475 million. That's a hell of a lot of money that people have claimed against the fund as a result of negligence by attorneys. Is that Has there been an increase or is that the figure this at the end of the year? What would you say? By the end of, of December, when an actuarial assessment is done again, we ex- expect that that, uh, that figure will, will be will increase and this this figure is, is is really relates to the actual active open claims on 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 our side mm. so it will be noteworthy that for a company as as small as as the as the AWIF, this is a, a really a significant debt and unfortunately most of of, of the claims making up that 475 million rands arise out of behavior which practitioners could have corrected and these claims could have been avoided had practitioners uh, implemented even the most basic risk management measures in in, in firms mm. anybody can make a bona fide mistake but the reality is that a lot of claims 
arise out of conduct which can only be regarded as reckless in in certain circumstances and also practitioners uh, embarking and taking up work that's really outside of of the of their of their scope you remember that we only cover practice, claims arising out of the conduct of the profession but unfortunately practitioners have gone and embarked on other areas we've seen people conducting investment advice and getting involved in in ponzi schemes and and the like uh, yeah. trying to, to to double clients monies and advising clients where they could could put their monies and you have attorneys now doubling as as estate agents and and even auctioneers and that's really outside of of the scope of the profession to put it simply attorneys should stick to their to their netting well, you know, things are tough all over, and there are a lot of attorneys that are not making it. I think that's a fact. The yes, big firms is. are doing very well. They've got all the big buildings. But there are a lot of single man and small practices that are really struggling at the moment. Yes. And uh, I know that lawyers are doing matters that are outside the scope of their expertise, as you know, and they yes. get themselves into trouble doing this because they, they don't know what they're doing very often, and they're negligent. And they may prescribe claims, they may give the wrong advice, they may not lodge the, whatever it may be. And uh, those are the claims that you are often seeing, that you're picking up. The question to you, Thomas, is the, the practice of law, and you've been a lawyer, you've been yeah. there, and I'm a lawyer, so we know it's by its nature extremely stressful. We, we Most of the time, we're chasing deadlines and we run around like blue-ass flies, if yeah. I use that term, and this causes problems. Have you picked that up? Is that very often the case? Yes, uh, that uh, that is the the case, Gary. If you, you in assessing that a claim and having a, a discussion with the with the practitioners, it's concerned. You you'll sometimes find that when the mistake was made or the circumstances that, that led to 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 the claim occurred, that. The practitioner could have been stressed and or, or could have been dealing with other aspects. You know, we are all humans. We, we've got problems both inside the, the profession and, and outside. So the attorney may have well been distracted by some other issues that were happening in, in their lives outside of the, the conduct you mean of like the profession. Like anyone else, yeah. Lawyers yes. have debt problems and they go through divorces and you yes. see that. And that's when he's losing his, his focus really. And yes. then he makes a mistake and a claim gets lodged against the attorney and lands up with you. Yes. That's what you're seeing, I guess. Yes, we, yeah. do, we do. And we have quite a bit of interaction with professional indemnity insurers around the, the the world. And I'm not aware of, it, of a study that has been done on stresses in the legal profession in South Africa. But I know in the, in the UK and in Australia, such studies have been done. And one of the professional indemnity insurers in Australia, it has pointed out to us that the vast majority of, of cases arise in circumstances where the attorney was dealing with issues outside of, of the, the his professional life, mm. and and that's where they dropped the ball or just took their, their eye off the, off the matter for for a while. I mean, we, the, as attorneys, we talk of these deadlines. We've got to file a plea by yes. a certain day. Everything has got a time limit to it. You've got to be in court. You've got to be there at a specific time. It can happen that you make a mistake, you die-rise it for the wrong date, and you don't arrive at court. The next thing is a judgment granted against your client, 
And that gives rise to a claim for damages against you as an attorney. And this is so easily, I mean, as an attorney, yes. I sit here and say, uh, but for, you know, but for thanks to God, I could be in that position. It can happen to anyone. Even some of the top attorneys, I guess, often have to face these claims of having made mistakes. Yes, that, that is, is correct, Gary. Anybody, you know. No one's immune. It, yeah. Yes, no one is, is immune to, to, to these to these things but and the an attorney facing a, a professional indemnity claim or even an inquiry at the at the law society would this would would add to 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 their stresses you know and sometimes it's how people deal with with these things is, is really important an expression that had a different meaning for for me after I came to to, to work at the ATAB Life mm. is estate planning. I've seen people faced with, with with claims and then try and reorganize their their estates in order to 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 try and mitigate against the consequences of of a judgment that they, that they would face. So, you know, to put it simply, people need to take into account that these things affect you and they affect your, your all, aspect, all aspects of your life. We've also noticed a, a very large increase in the amount of claims against doctors for medical negligence. It's, yes. it's, there's a suggestion that the attorneys are losing the road accident fund work or about to and they're looking for new avenues, so they're chasing doctors. Is that happening against lawyers? Are people looking for lawyer mistakes to try and nail the, the lawyers? And then Land up at your door, uh, trying to get cover from you. Yes, that, that is. We've we've seen an increasing number of, of firms who are, are now, if I could put it in inverted commas, specialising in in, in uh, suing in other lawyers. Yes, yes. That, uh, it that was something correct. unheard of, Thomas, some yes. years ago. Lawyers had a brotherhood; they kind of protected one another. Another now it's a free for all. Yes, so lawyers are trying to nail one another because they know that people like you are insuring this, these claims. Yes, and unfortunately, some of the claims that that are being pursued have no real legal legal basis, and uh, we are investigating those instances where we suspect that there's there's collusion. For example, if if a, a claim prescribes in 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 my hands, I'd walk across to the, to your office, Gary, because you my friend, and I'd say, please issue summons against me or send it so that I purportedly acting on behalf of of the client, and I'll report it to to the ATAB Life, and we'll try and get money th- oh, that really? way. <laughs> but yeah, we yeah, we yeah. investigate all all matters. We we investigate them thoroughly and. Uh, we, because we, we, of the depth to which we, we track claims, we are picking up those where there's possible uh, collusion between attorneys. There, there are attorneys that don't pay their suppliers timelessly, like any, any, any other profession or any other business. And one psychologist is reported to have been owed, and I kind of heard this firsthand, a psychologist did a, quite a lot of work for a road accident fund attorney, in medical legal reports and she wasn't paid for it is there any insurance covering someone who is claiming from an attorney for unpaid anything that you, your fund wouldn't cover this it only covers yes. negligence yes that's that's correct Gary this would, would be a trading debt and trading debts would, we wouldn't cover in the same way that we, we wouldn't cover 
and an attorney in who hadn't paid their their rental and were being sued by by landlord but and there there are a number of of instances where medical legal experts haven't been paid by attorneys and yes, and, yeah. and, they, and, they, and they claim mm. and attorneys really need to to look at this because that in in itself can can uh, lead to professional indemnity claims against them in the sense that to use your example, the psychologist may may have been instructed in, in a, a number of matters to prepare uh, medical legal reports because she hasn't been been paid in one or, or more of of those matters. She may then refuse to to uh, compile reports in 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 the in the other outstanding matters. Mm. The attorney is then unable to properly quantify the claim, which regards in either. A prescription or an undersettlement because the matter has not been adequately uh, properly uh, assessed and, and quantified. So practitioners really need to to uh, to think about it, how they could they conduct even that aspect of the of the. On this very, very note, Thomas, what happens if an attorney has used an expert in a trial or in a case that he's doing? It could be a psychologist, could be a handwriting yes. expert, whatever it may be, and he doesn't pay them. Can, do they have rights to report him to the law society, or has that got nothing to do with the law society? How do they, how do they get paid? Uh, I think they'll have to, to to institute action against the the attorney, mm. and the attorney will will have to to to, to then deal with it deal with it uh, on on their own. But and in so far as as it may amount to unprofessional conduct, certainly that conduct needs to be. Uh, reported to the to the law society, so you can report it to the law society. Yes. Okay, I we have a few questions coming in from our legal talk members. Let's take this one. It comes from a guy called Jeff. He says, "Hi guys, I instructed an attorney to draw up my anti-nuptial contract. He actually put yes. the posting was I instructed my attorney to draw up my A and C, and someone <laughs> replied." Is this a political thing? But anyway, an ANC stands for an anti-nuptial yes. contract, as we all know. Later, when we bought a property, we were informed by the bank that our ANC contract was never registered by the deeds office. Uh, I mean, that is that's that's ser- seriously serious, isn't it? That that is, and uh, unfortunately, we've had a few claims on, on our side that arise out of out of similar circumstances, and. Where the attorneys have reported the matters to, to us, we've we've had to, to to deal with it with that because it's a situation that has huge uh, implications. Yes, yeah. for the, for for not only for the for the for the, the married couple, but also in respect of the of their creditors. Yeah, someone replied. Anin Labiskachni, she's the group moderator of Legal Talk. Or one of them, she she said, if a lawyer is at fault, I would throw the responsibility back to the lawyer to fix at his own cost. Go back to the lawyer and discuss the situation with him. This is a very costly oversight on the lawyer's part. It really, really is. By not registering the antinuptial contract, the way it works is before you get married, you're all excited. You sign the antinuptial contract before a notary, which is usually the lawyer, and then he, for some reason, omits or forgets or is neglectful in registering the darn thing at the deeds office. And there is no contract in place. You don't have an ANC. That's as simple as that. And uh, especially in, in this festive season where people will be getting married, please make sure that your ANC is uh, is registered before you you get married. It doesn't 
help to get married tomorrow, but your your ANC is only registered on on Friday, the, the, a day or, or two after after the, the wedding. I just Could want to clear this up is, with you. Are you saying I, I I may not agree with you? I think as long as you sign before you get married, I don't know if it needs to be registered before you get married. I bow mm-hmm. to you. You may be right, but as long as you've signed and the registration can take place afterwards, am I wrong or right? I think I'm right. Uh, I think I, you have a different no, view. Yes, I, I, I think have we'll a different check view. It out. I think yes. It's <laughs> got to be registered we, before. Yes, I think it has to be. I think it has to be lodged and registered before. But okay, yeah, I may we'll be check wrong. It out. I, okay, we'll I also check may it be out. We'll do it, we'll okay, we'll have a good. Out. We'll have a bet on this. And uh, okay, <laughs> bet, I'll buy you a drink, whatever okay. it may be. Yes, but, Thomas, do you know what happens just while we're on the subject? If you, if it's not. Registered, you are married in community of property. Although in yes. your own mind you believe you're married by anti-nuptial yes. contract, can you apply when you find out that it's not registered? Can you apply to court? What can you do? Yes, you. In in those circumstances, the, the parties can bring an application to 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 the high court. It's is potentially a very costly matter. Notice would need to be to be given to to creditors, mm-hmm. and the parties will will need to 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 show sufficient cause to to convince the 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 court to to change the marital regime. So the court would then rubber stamp or stamp it and say, "I convert you from in community yes. to anti nuptial yes, I think you've got to give notice to all yes. your creditors. That's correct. The whole world's got to know this because you can't just change your marital regime. Someone mentioned a very good idea. They said just get divorced and then remarry again and avoid applying to court, which is probably the cheaper way. But then. Yes. Uh, you know the consequences of that one. Yes. Uh, there's another one that came in from Neil. He's had a bad experience with our profession, unfortunately. He says, I gave a power of attorney and instructed an attorney to lodge a claim for damages from another attorney who had uh, prescribed my claim. So the first attorney prescribed his claim. He got a second attorney to sue the first attorney, and the second attorney did nothing. So he uh. lost the claim as well. Even that we we've seen in 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 our work at Gary, what uh, the a claim against an attorney as with a claim against anyone else needs to to, to you need to bring it within three years. Yeah. It prescribes after after three years. We've we've seen instances similar to 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 those where a, a client instructs it at a. Second attorney and the, the second attorney does not bring the claim within three years. We've, in one instance, the new attorney sent a letter of, of demand mm. and was under the impression that the, the, the letter of demand on, it, on its own will interrupt prescription. Yeah. And that's not the case. The well, attorney just, needs to, let's to tell, issue summons. Yeah, you've got the summons interrupts prescription. Yes. You've got to have issued that summons to stop the prescription or yes. to interrupt it. Yeah. Yes. So, in this particular case, both attorneys have been negligent. You could yes. face two claims here. I don't know yeah. if you pay out on both because it's a no, <laughs> no. We'll we'll pay out on 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 one. And in this case, it would be rather complicated. We'll have oh. to start at the beginning to see whether the the underlying action that that the first attorney would, was was instructed to bring was sustainable, and then we'll we'll have to to check that whether the client suffered a loss as a result of of the first attorney's negligence and then we'll go there on then to to investigate the liability of of the second attorney so okay the attorneys your fund really if someone's got a claim they don't knock on your door they go they should go to a second attorney yes and the second attorney then 
puts in a claim, he, he writes to the first attorney and says, hey, you've been negligent, mm. you've botched this claim, whatever it may be, and I'm claiming from you. And that attorney then comes and knocks on your door and says, hey, cover me, please, up to in a certain amount, yes. what, whatever the amount may yes, be. Yes, that is yeah. correct. And if I could just add something please, that yeah. is arising out of the issue of, of prescription. Mm. It's important for 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 members of, of of the public to obtain regular reports from from their attorneys regarding what's happening in in their matters. And I understand that your relationship with your attorney is based on on trust, and your attorney is an ex, is an expert. And the vast majority of of attorneys in 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 the country are, are honest, and they do very good work for for their clients, and they do it honestly. Unfortunately, there there are those who do not. Uh, these the facts in this matter remind me of of a matter that we dealt with in, in Cape Town, where an attorney told a client lied about court dates, lied about court orders having been received, and he he was sued. And when when the matter was was reported to to us, he had he had his, his file, he had file notes, everything looked like it had been done perfectly in the matter. Until a few days before before the matter went to went to trial, uh. he went to church and after speaking to his priest, he had a road to Damascus experience and <laughs> he phoned the legal advisor who was dealing with the matter at the time and uh. confessed that everything he had in in his in his file, including his his file notes, was false and it it was created at the time that he was facing the the uh, the action. But you pay point, out on that, don't you? Yes, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. The, because he would, he was liable, and you've got a right of recourse called the law of subrogation. You've got a right of recourse against the attorney that you pay out against. Yes, if either the, the 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 attorney. Well, in most cases, it, it arises out of negligence. We won't. But yeah. if there's a third party, for for example, who who has received funds, we will will proceed against them. Mm. Uh, an easy example is arising out of. Uh, a conveyancing transaction where the attorney makes payment to to a seller of, of property prematurely, mm-hmm. and yeah. sorry to, to yes to the seller of property prematurely. So then you, we'll you, proceed you, against you would claim against the third party, not against yes. the attorney himself. Yes, no. yeah, we'd step into the shoes of the attorney and claim against yes, the third, third party. Good, that's the voice of Thomas Harbin. He's uh, the general manager of the Attorneys Insurance Indemnity Fund. Always love having you in studio. What are you doing for Christmas? Well, uh, I'm, I will be leaving it in just over a week to go. I'll be going home to, to visit family in, in the Eastern Cape as, as well as KZN. Good. Have a wonderful Christmas and thank you for your support and thank you for being a guest on our show. Thank and you enjoy very much your drive. Me. Thanks. And you, a very good, pleasant Christmas to you and your listeners as, as well. Thank Thanks. you, Thomas. This is a beautiful version, uh, Thomas, you may not have heard it, of Driving Home for Christmas. And it's by Glenis Grace. She's a singer from Holland, uh, from Holland, from Holland. Uh, it's an old Chris Rea song. It's beautiful. Listen to this. Yes, All I those people driving home for Christmas, yeah. I remember the Chris Rea version. We're gonna, This is cliffcentral.com.